0: Hello there everybody, welcome back to another edition of The Sheehan Show with me Sean Sheehan here on SureDog.com and today it's another Professional Fighters League preview as PFL 6 2022 goes down over on Friday night in the Overtime Elite Arena and Atlanta, Georgia in the United States and I won't lie to you this is the second time I'm recording this preview because you know what I decided like, look I'll get it done early it'll be all good Julia, Bud versus Caitlin, uh, not Caitlin, sorry, versus uh, Kayla Harrison. We'll talk about Caitlin in a second. Um, uh, got my preview done, went in, looked at my phone, and in the fight's off. So I'm, I'm out here again uh, the next morning to, to record this uh, because obviously Caitlin Young is stepping in here to fight Kayla Harrison in the uh, in the main event. And look, overall, it is, it, I, I'll get into the fight in a second because I actually like this fight maybe more than a lot of people might when you look at someone with a 12-12 and 12 record, or 12-12-1 against a 13 oh monster like Kayla Harrison, you might think, oh, no, this is just going to be another destruction. Now, I'm not saying it won't be, but it's, it, it's a, a very good fight for me, an exciting fight, and I'm looking forward to it, but I'll get to that in a second. Um, I just, I am a little bit devastated because we needed a test for Kayla Harrison in terms of not not just a test in terms of, I think Ellen Young will be a bit of a test and other people have been tested look at Makahina in her last fight her her last two fights have gone I think it's uh, what is it 26 minutes her last two fights so it's not as if she's getting people out of her immediately recently anyway and you know is that a function of her Prolonging fights and things like that, maybe a little bit, but still in all. it's not like she's uh you know, she's just destroying people in, in her last couple of fights and the 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 level is definitely rising and everything like that. But I I just think the Julia Budd fight was the perfect fight in terms of Kayla Harrison climbing the ranks. Thirteen and all now. I think everyone is ready for Kayla Harrison to fight look, everyone's ready for, for her to fight Cyborg or fight Nunes or whoever, the you know, Juliana Pena, whoever the top person might be. But I also think people are probably ready for her to fight a contender just below them. And like Julia Budd, she was the second best uh, fighter in Bellator at that weight division until obviously she left there last year behind Chris Cyborg. So let's say Kelly Harrison had gone to Bellator last year. She had to fight the number one contender. Will it be Julia Budd? So that fight to me was one of those fights that it was a great test. It would show us where Kayla Harrison was in her career. Now, we know how good Kayla Harrison uh, is. Anyone who knows anything about MMA knows how good Kayla Harrison is. But that fight to just confirm it, you know, that fight to show everyone to leave no, uh, you know, no doubt. And there is no doubt. There is no doubt. But to do it, to, to, to put us over the hump of there being no doubt, it would have been great to get that one with, with Julia Budd. Now, there was some issues. Julia Budd lost her last fight. Okay. Her opponent missed weight and she still had the three points and everything like that. That was a, a big issue and something that. Actually made the fight on my first preview today a while ago. Made the fight maybe as not as big as it should have been if she had gotten through it and if it had maybe been the final or whatever. But I don't know how the cookie is going to crumble now here if this fight is able to go on again this year. Maybe if Julia Bud gets through and uh, and fights in the you know fights in the playoffs or whatever. Maybe there's an injury or something else where she's able to get back in. Not sure how serious this injury is, or maybe it's going to be next year before they fight again because it looks like Kayla Harrison is getting back uh, into. Uh, you know, coming back next year because didn't you sign a three-year contract or something like that? So I, I think it might be. Look, it might be a little bit of a blessing in disguise in terms of Julia Bud might be able to come back in, get two wins next year, and they might be able to meet in the semi-final or final. You'd hope in the final if, if the BFL could work it out that way and that they could meet in the final. That'd be absolutely perfect. But having said that, by that time, Kayla Harrison be what fourteen and all here, fifteen and all, sixteen and all to get to the final. Then you know three more fights next year. That nineteen no nineteen fights before she gets that big test. Now you never know. Maybe they'll sign Holly Holm or they'll sign you know someone next year to go into that division and she get that test before that. But uh, it's just it is a pity. It really is a pity that that test right now wasn't got for for uh, Kayla Harrison. But having said that, I think Caitlin Young is a good test. Honestly, I I really like Caitlin Young. Her fight against Julia Budd was a very, very close fight. Um, when was it? It was October of last year. So not that long away or not, not that far away at all. I, I, I was surprised a little bit. Now, <clears throat> obviously, Julia came in and lost her next fight. So maybe it's more about where Julia is in her career than, than anything else. Maybe she isn't as, you know, at the top level anymore. And, and that that's something that maybe remains to be seen over her next couple of fights. But I thought she performed very well in that fight. I went back... Just before this video, I watched the Cindy Dandois fight. And you know, Cindy Dandois is uh, a judoka as well, so a good fight to watch coming in here now. <laughs> Nowhere near the level uh, technically or athletically as Kayla Harrison, but still she's looking for that judo throw. And I thought, the one thing I really liked about Kayla Young in that fight was her ability to just be loose on the feet and elusive on the outside. And if she can do that against Kayla Harrison, you know, she, I, I'm not saying she has a chance. I'm not saying she's going to come in here and win, but don't make yourself easy to take down. She's proven she can do that. Don't make yourself uh, easy to hit. In that's Indy Dandoat fight. She's proven she can do that as well. And, you know, it, uh, as I said, she's someone who's lost 12 times, but six of those have been decisions. You know, last three by submission, last three by, by KO, and... She hasn't been finishing in a, a very, very long time. It's back in 2012. No, 2000, yeah, 2012. She lost to Leslie Smith and she lost to Liz Carmouche as well. But her losses since then, Lauren Murphy decision, uh, uh, Raquel Kunto uh, by decision, Pam Sorensen by decision, and the last two were split decision losses, Julia Budd uh, and Marina Morais bought in the, in the PFL. So it, it's not as if she's an easy out. What is it, 10 years since she's been finished in a fight? So, I, you know... Uh, she, she's drawn with Leslie Smith as well. She's beaten Julie Kedzie back in the day. She's a win over Misha Tate. And that was a long, long time ago, back in 2007. But she... I like Cailin Young. I've always liked Cailin Young. I think she's a good fighter. And not to, you know, not to go, as I said, a full race effort ending here and promote this card. But I, I do like this, this fight. And I do like... Um, you know, I, I do like a lot of the fights on this card, honestly. And you know what? The one thing about the, the PFL as well. Before I move on to the Rory McDonald and C fight, um, I like that these fights all have meaning. You know, usually you have, uh, let, let's say, right, in in DRC, you had one of the very good up and comers, uh, Harris. It's funny to say Kael Harrison's a good up and comer, but you know what I mean. Someone like, I don't know, a, a very you know Shimaev you know, on a similar kind of <laughs> run as Kayla Harrison, and then he's supposed to fight. You know. A a very Sean Brady or someone like that, and then Sean Brady gets injured, and he's fighting someone who you know is down the rankings or something. It doesn't have as much meaning, maybe. Maybe it won't get you a title shot. Maybe it won't bring you on. Whereas in. The PFL, you know that Kel Harrison has to win this fight to get to the semifinals, to get to the final, to win the million quid. You know Roy McDonald has to go in and beat C. You know all the fighters on this card are fighting for something. You know, even guys who lost the last time out, if they go and get a first round finish here, get six points, they could get into the playoffs very quickly. So it's, that's the one great thing about the PFL. And the one thing I really enjoy about it is all the fights matter in a world where more, fu- where more fights have no meaning than ever before. It, it just... Uh, what was that heavyweight? I can't even remember what. I did a video on it a couple of weeks ago. But that, that heavyweight fight, was it Volkov and Rosenstruck? Was that it? It's like, I remember tweeting, it was the number seven and number eight in the world. And after the fight, all this meaning... The winner is going to be number seven. The loser is going to be number eight, and that's all the meaning it had. They're not going to be fighting for the titles. They're not going to be rising the ranks. They're not going to be going anywhere. And it really has look at it its meaning for them in that they get money and they get a good win, or you know they get a setback, which is obviously a negative meaning and all of that. In the PFL, it's a little bit different, and I enjoy it. And you know what? I wasn't really sold on the format and all coming in to the you know the first few seasons and things. But I like a lot of the stuff they've done. I really, really do. I really enjoy it. And having previewed these car- cards for the last year or so, <clears throat> and being able to look in depth at them and look at all the fights and the meaning of the fights and f- the very first fight on the night, unless it's, you know, um, <coughs> uh, you know a warm-up fight for next year. But even then, it's good to see it. Like, look at Montes versus Makatina. they both lost lost uh, in their uh, in their last fight but if one of them gets a first round finish here there's six points and they could very well get into the playoffs and they could have a massive fight again and they could have a chance you know to, to win the million what if Kayla Harrison gets injured what if Kayla Harrison gets beaten somehow Tinder's a million quid And any of them could Any of them could really win it You know The, the Pacheco Fabian fight we, We'll get to all of these In a second But all these fights Have meaning You know you have one Injury Kel Harrison Slipping on a banana peel And everyone else Is in with a chance Of winning a million quid You know It's It's Very very Fun It's a fun format It it gives all the fighters A great kind of outlet And uh, I, I've said it before so A guy like Shufas Who won last week Or two weeks ago Even now at this stage Um to go over and he did like a good career in the UFC, but kind of a middle of the you know, middle of the rankings type of guy. Is he ranked, is he not ranked? Then he comes over to the PFL, he wins a million quid. You know, and every fight that he has matters. Every fight that he has is a big fight to get him to a place for an even bigger fight and then a massive fight at the end of it. So that's what I, I really like about uh the PFL and I think um uh, you know, I think a lot of people, if they, if they did watch it and if they did, uh, you know, follow the kind of the, not necessarily the, the format itself, because it's hard to keep up with the points and everything like that, but follow the actual meanings of every fight. And, you know, we I think the commentary do a great job as well. You come in and go, right, this guy needs a first round finish here or he's out. That's, that's the sort of jeopardy that we don't get in MMA most of the time. And okay, it's, you call it a gimmick, and it, it is in a little bit of a way as well. But at the end of that gimmick you've a million quid, so it's very real. And I enjoy that, and it's fun. But let's talk about uh, the rest of the card here. Um, right, let's let's go down through the card. I want to pick out a few of the fights uh, and concentrate maybe on, on them a little bit more than the other ones. And I want to talk about Rory McDonald versus uh, Sadibu C. Si- si- Cause a very interesting fight. You look at Rory McDonald, right, and you think of Rory. He's a big, tall fighter. Usually bigger than people. Usually a longer reach than his opponents and everything like that. But if you look at Celebusi, and I'm sure my good, uh, my good friend John Brannigan has it up here uh, uh, on the on the screen. He's six foot three. You know, he's 35 years of age. He's a big, big guy coming out of Sweden. 16 fights deep in his career, and I think this is actually going to be a, a very interesting test for Rory McDonald. And I'll explain to you why uh, in a second. But if you look at his last couple of years in the PFL, he's kind of had an up and down time of it, I suppose. Debuted for the PFL all the way back uh, in 2018. Um, uh, well, he actually, uh, this is, sorry, yeah, 2018 lost to Bruno Santos, didn't beat Caio magales He drew with Bruno Santos then after that. Uh, he lost the fight, then he won a the fight, then he lost the fight, then he drew with Ray Cooper. No contest against Al Sakin. Then he came back, fought Al in the last time and beat him. Um, if I split decision in that one, lost to mad- Med Karimov and won a fight against Kunchenko before that as well. So it's been a back and forth, mad time for Citibus C, uh, in, uh, in in his PFL career, but what he is is long, and athletic, and strong, and hits hard. Now he doesn't maybe use his lint uh, in a boxing uh, way as well as someone like Rory Macdonald uh, does. But what he does do is he like kicks those front kicks up through the middle, leg kicks, and things like that, which have uh, maybe not devastating power, but they're dirty little ones. You know they they'll skin off your chest or they'll hit into the side of your leg and then might rattle you a little bit. Those are the type of shots that if you're someone like Rory McDonald, who over the last few years now may I'll talk about this in a second, how maybe he's adjusted a little bit, but has been more of like your straight, staunch, stand-up fighter throwing your jab, throwing your one-twos right down through the middle and your your further combinations even. That sort of fighter who is I wouldn't call him I wouldn't call him unorthodox uh, an or anything like that, but he doesn't throw the orthodox stuff all the time. It's going to be a little bit of a problem, I think, for Rory McDonald. Now, if Rory can go in there right straight away, land these jabs, stop him from landing all those kicks, maybe throw in a takedown and get it there. Maybe none of this will will actually, uh, you know, will, will will make any difference. But. What if he can't? You know, what if C is landing a few of those shots? What if he is landing little dirty kicks to the inside of the knee and, you know, punches on the break and throwing a few flying knees and things like that? What if that does happen here? I think it could be a a rough night for Rory MacDonald, and I think a lot of that comes down to where, uh, where C is at in his career because if he is confident enough to take on someone like Rory like that, I think he could have some success, but there's a very, very thin line between being confident and being overconfident. Because you are overconfident Rory will catch that leg he'll put you on the ground take you down and you're probably not getting back up or you'll walk into a beautiful jab and then you'll walk into a right hand coming after it and Rory will keep you at the end of that jab for the whole night and the next time you think about coming in what do you think about? You're thinking about getting that jab in your face and you're getting nothing off and what comes in again? That jab in the face again and that's the problem for fighting Rory McDonald so a very intriguing fight that one I, I really like these top two fights now a lot of people might say it and see it and say oh it's rory mcdonald against adabo c who is c is he that good or whatever it might be but he is you know he he is a good fighter and i think rory mcdonald uh will uh i think he'll win i, I do think he'll win but i i i think c is the type of guy who is i wouldn't say a bad matchup for rory but a nastier a matchup There may be some other guys in that division. So one to keep an eye on without a shadow of a doubt there in the welterweight division. Also in the welterweight division, a massive fight for Ray Cooper, the third. uh, Obviously came out the last time. And, you know, I've spoken about a few of the fighters in the PFL. uh, And, you know, if you have proved me wrong last time, like Nathan Schultz, two weeks ago, and a few others as well. You know, it's kind of the same they've been in the pfl for a while they've won it a couple of times is it maybe time to move on is it maybe time uh for for maybe another challenge and after that loss to, to miranda or he uh, missed wade and everything like that maybe it was maybe it was looking like ray cooper is kind of out with the pfl a little bit or out in terms of like uh his motivation to kind of do it again because it's very hard in the pfl you do it then you're back to square one. You do it again. You're back to square one. To do that three, four times, that must be very, very difficult. Just from a mindset point of view, in terms of preparing the correct way. And you know, he missed way Maybe it was an injury. Maybe it was something like that. Don't get me wrong. Now I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not saying he didn't prepare right or anything like that. Maybe it was something else. But I think, for just from a mental point of view, I think that. Uh, you know, could be uh could be something that guys like Ray Cooper, like, guys like Schultz, guys like Wade even or Lance Palmer might be feeling a few years in. Maybe they could do it a year even off of the tournament or a year away and come back or something like that. Uh I know that, you know, there's been they've been talking about the PFL and Bellator cards versus each other, you know, the Forbidden Door, maybe you'd want to call it. I I think something like that for someone like a Ray Cooper might be bad. Go over, have a few fights in Bellator, come back for the twenty twenty four season or something. But anyway, forget about that. I suppose this weekend he's fighting Brett Cooper, um, who himself lost to the aforementioned Rory McDonald last time out. He had a couple of good wins before that, though. He won once uh, in uh, last year's PFL, um, and you know, kind of a. Uh, 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 a Signing fight, I suppose you would call it. And he had a couple of wins over in ACA as well uh, before that. And he fought a lot of the tough guys there in in, uh, in that promotion as well over the last few years once he kind of left uh, the, the Bellator scene back in uh, 2014. But um, look, I think this is a good fight to rebound for Ray Cooper. Brett Cooper is the type of guy who will come forward, go at you, but play into your hands a little bit and I think if Ray Cooper can land these big shots land on Ray Cooper sorry land on Brett Cooper if Ray Cooper can land on Brett Cooper this is going to be an awkward one the, uh, shout out to my guy Kenny Florian and, and the other lads over there It's going to be a tough one to comment on but um, yeah I, I think if Ray can land on Brett it, it'll be lights out honestly because he's big power and uh, he only needs one It's I, I don't think it's even the start of fight he'll be behind in honestly I think he'll, he'll probably win this fight pretty handily and, and get the finish there Um, Then we have Magomed Karimov coming back here and he's fighting uh, Zhao Zafirino you know Zhao has been around uh, the the PFL now for a good while another guy who made uh, his debut for the the PFL back in was it 2017 am I looking at here yeah and he was in the regular season in 2018 you know he's beaten some good guys beating Gleason Thibault he we went on a five uh, five win streak uh, in the professional uh, in the professional fighters league and he you know beat Brian Vlilovic as well and there's uh, 17 submissions in his career we know what he's all about Magomed Sherimov then or Magomed Karimov sorry um, another one of these guys, if you're a fan of the PFL, you're probably a fan of Magomed Karimov because he's been around, uh, fighting in there for, for a good while as well, back since 2000 and, uh, 18 and even in the PFL are in the World Series of Fighting before that. You know, he's some very, very good wins. He's beaten Ray Cooper, beaten Curtis Melinder, beaten Sadabusi C, but he lost to Ray Cooper last time out when everyone thought he was going to be the champion again. But he got knocked out with that big uh, right hand, I believe it was. God, my memory doesn't serve me great at this stage. No, yeah, now, now this is where John pops up a picture of the knockout blow that, that he landed to remind me. But um, look, Magomed uh, Karimov is a brilliant fighter. He's a really good wrestler, a very good striker, training now in an, an American Top Team, it says here over in uh, Sherdog.com, 19 finishes uh, in his career and... You know, I think on the feet, I think he beats Joe Zeffireno. On the ground, I think he beats him as well. I, I think uh, what did Habib say? If, if Sambo was easy to be called BJJ? And I think he'll uh, he might show that here. But it's fun to see Megan McCarry back one of the staples, as I mentioned, of PFL, and uh, he will uh, he will put on a good fight here. I am sure on. Uh, is a Friday, Saturday night, I don't know, whatever. Let, let me let me look here. The 1st of July is a Friday, Friday. I love the Friday night cards. I don't know about you, I think they're the best. So, yeah, let's do it. Uh, then we have Magomed Umalatov, who is 11-0 against uh, Jaral al um uh, We saw Jaral last time out, and he beat Glesson Thibault, uh, beat Michael Lilly before that in the Challenger series. And, you know, they were kind of talking about him being... Uh, sorry, my voice went mad there. They were talking about him about being this new the guy, but this lad has been around for a long, long time, fighting on cage wires back in 2000 and, uh, what, 2013, 2014, fought some good guys even back then, you know, fought, has fought Daniel Escatizi, who's uh, in, um, in Bellator at the moment, years ago in 2017, and, you know, has fought Ismail uh, Nordayev. some, you know, and tibau last time out even, so... This guy is a guy who I think we need to be taking maybe a little bit more seriously. Very, very good fighter. But Umaladov is also a very good fighter. You know, big knockout power, nine knockouts in his 11 fights. Um, another guy fighting out of, you know, Habib's gym, Eagles MMA. And fought had a few fights in EFC, came over to, for PFL. Uh fought a couple of times last year and now he's coming back fighting here again I'd say another one of these guys who wasn't able to make it over due to uh, due to the visa issues and, and stuff like that so you know another big fight here for the PFL um, Al Shalawi it's, it's a big fight for him uh, you know if you look at the well I mentioned the standings he's one of these lads that is on uh, on three points he's in the playoffs at the moment so to keep his place there he will need uh, a big performance and, and maybe even a victory here on, uh, on Friday night um i'll just finish off the welterweights then uh al shakin who i mentioned before he's fighting gliss and Bow. they both have a loss uh, in their first uh outing of this year so one of them is going to need a big win like this is this is the fight that they should be coming out they should be looking for the first round finish in that one and you know tebow I, I don't know i i think maybe uh <laughs> I, I i think it might be tougher for him although he's he never performs badly. Bow never performs badly, but uh, he's getting on in age now. This could be his last fight in the PFL and we'll uh, I suppose we'll see how it goes for him. Um then we will get to the uh, the women's lightweights because it's a very, you know, the standings are very, very close this year. Just go through them quickly again. Obviously, we have Pacheco on six points and then Harrison, Jindarova, Kolesnik, both uh, on three points and then Montez Melo, Makahana, favalova and um, Fabian all on. Sorry, Fabian's on minus one. In fact, the others are all on zero um, because obviously she uh, she missed weight, if I'm not mistaken. Um but I'm a big fan of, of lots of these women. Like that Pacheco versus Fabian fight, that's a that's a great fight. Like Pacheco has has been the second best woman in that division over the last few years. There's no doubt about it. She was the champion uh, a good uh, a few years ago, wasn't she? If I'm not mistaken, before Kayla Harrison uh, came around, and she um, she's won her last three in a row. If you take out the Kayla Harrison fight, she's won what, one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, you know, our 6 of last 8 fights only losing to, to Kayla Harrison since 2015, you now she had a bit of a break in there, and before that, okay, she was fighting in the UFC against Durandimi and, um, and uh, who did she fight, Jessica Andrade as well, champions over there, so, you know, she's a very, very good fighter, very good all-around fighter, she's 8 wins 7 submissions, uh, 7 knockouts her last 3 fights in a row all ended in a first-round knockout and you know, Fabian Coming out of uh coming out of uh, her part of the World City kickbox in New Zealand, you know what type of fighter she's gonna be, <laughs> like she's gonna be a kickboxing fighter. She is three of her five wins via knockout. She's only had seven fights, five wins, two losses, but one of them was to uh to Kayla Harrison. So you know, it's it's I would say it's the biggest fight of her career, but she beat Julia Budd in her last fight. So this is a high-level fight. This is a very, very good fight. And you might think, oh, this women's lightweight division is just Kayla Harrison. But there's some good fighters in this division. And this is a very, very good fight. And, you know, we've always talked about in MMA, if you build it, they will come. And the fact that Kayla Harrison has been in this division and she's given the opportunity, you know, to to some of uh, of these other women to be in the division. You know, someone like a Pacheco, someone like a Fabian have gotten opportunities and for me, as someone who has watched all these PFL shows and covers all of these shows, I think you've taken that, those opportunities in a big way. And lots of times now, not against Harrison, obviously, but I, I, this is a fight I'm really looking forward to because of their past fights and because of that opportunity that has been there for them. So, that to me is, uh, you know, the standout fight apart from the, the main event in, in the women's uh, lightweight division on uh, on this uh, sixth PFL card of, uh, of the year. Um, the others as well, uh, like, you You look at Helena uh, Kolesnik, and she was coming to that fight, and I picked Abigail Montes to win that fight, and you know, I think she's very good, obviously, she beat uh, Clarissa Shields in her last fight, um, uh, Helena was coming in off of a good few losses in a row, but to some, you know, top quality uh, fighters, and, you know, she lost to Pam Sorensen, we saw a couple of weeks ago, Felicia Spencer, who's right up there fighting for titles in the UFC, Taylor Gordado, and Larissa Pacheco as well. So there was no shame in any of those losses, and it was a very good performance. I also think it's no shame for Abigail Montes to lose that fight, and she's coming back here. She's fighting uh, Marina Makatina, who went all three rounds with Kayla Harrison the last time. Was she the only one to ever do that? I don't know, but uh, two wins in a row before that. Okay, she lost a couple of fights to Janae Harding uh, and uh, uh, Joja one in Bellator and one in FNG, but before that, obviously, she won four fights in a row. So, it's, you know, some fighters with good records here, and that's another big fight. I, I think, you know, Montez, I watched a lot of her fights before the Clarissa Shields fight. Very well rounded fighter, good on the ground. Makatina, you know, that's kind of the Sambo background, and I suppose a lot of that was why she was able to survive at times against Kayla Harrison as well. So that. It's hard to know what type of fight that'll actually turn into. You know, uh, is fighting out of Sanford MMA uh, these days as well, so you're getting very good training there you're going to be a good fighter when you're coming out of that gym so that's a, another fight that I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to. all four of her finishes have been by submission so Montez, if she does take the fight to the ground she'll have to, uh, I suppose she'll have to watch out uh, a few arm bars, a few Achilles locks and, and stuff like that, a knee bar even on uh, the, the record of uh, Makatina. so uh, that one is uh, definitely one to, to watch out for too and uh, the last fight uh, I kind of mentioned it already sorry, there's two fights, the uh, Jindarova fight against uh, Zamagul, and then the Vanessa Melo fight against Helena as well, obviously Helena beat Montez the last time, and looked very good, I, I thought coming into that fight, I thought she looked a little bit slow in our previous fights, but I think she looked good in that one, and you know, Vanessa Mello, um, she, um, you know, she lost to Jindarova last time, up, but she beat Sarah Marais in the UFC before that, and she, you know, she had, what, three or four fights in the UFC, okay, she lost a few of them to go out of the UFC on a win, it's something we don't see that often, she's been Molly McCann a few years ago as well, so she's a very, very good fighter, I know, fighting down the weight and coming up the weight now, uh, and Helena is uh, is a big, uh, uh, you know, she, she probably couldn't get down to like the 125, like uh, some of Melo's opponents could, so she's a, a bigger lead for that division, that might play a part as well. I, I said that I said that the last time and it turned out to be the case in that Jindarova fight. You know, Jindarova, obviously, she's fighting Zamagul as well and she's on a two-fight win streak uh, in, in the PFL. Uh, Zamagul, I was impressed with her watching some of her fights coming in, but then she's fighting Pacheco. Hard to show her quality uh, on that one. You know, four finishes in her seven fights as well and she'll be looking to prove a point here. So all in all, you know, Lots to look forward to, I suppose, on this, uh, on this PFL card. Uh, all right, I will leave it there. Let me know which fight you're looking forward to most in the comments section below. And we will talk again, I suppose, next week. My name is Sean Sheehan for Sherdog.com, and I'll see you all next time.